Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was glad when they said, let us go into the house of the Lord. And on this Sunday morning, we are going into our worship service and we're just expecting God to do the amazing, the miraculous, all that he has promised us in our life. And as we begin on this morning, I invite you to share this on your page. I invite you to share this with somebody. Today we are expecting God to change lives, to change the atmosphere, to shift some things in our life. It's been an awesome and amazing time to be a saint, to be a believer, to be uh, who he's called you to be, and even to get into right relationship with him. It's been an amazing time just to be able to sit and and bask and glow in his miraculous and in his, in his enjoyable nature, his being, his love. The Bible says that if I had 10,000 tongues, I still couldn't praise God enough. So with my one tongue, I'm going to praise him. Scripture teaches us to let everything that have breath praise ye the Lord. So if I'm not going to praise him right now, I'm, I'm, I'm in a place where I'm happy, I'm safe. I'm in a place where nothing has uh, affected me. I'm in a place where even those that I love that were sick have been healed. The Bible says by his stripes we are healed. So right now I'm just in a place of joy. And if anybody's listening right now and you're in a place of joy, I dare you just lift up your hands. I, I dare you just open up your mouth and simply say, God, I thank you. God, I enjoy you. God, I love you like never before. And as we go before the throne this morning, let's not go in a normal way. Let's not just go like we used to go. Let's go before the throne like he's changed your life, like he's done something miraculous in your life, like he's been Jehovah Jireh, your provider, like he's been Jehovah Nisi, your banner of victory, like he's been Jehovah Shalom, your God of peace. Your God of peace, that a peace that surpasses all understanding. A peace that changes the nature and the environment of your life. A peace that is above anything else that you've ever felt. Yeah, you might have situations. Yeah, the bills might be due. Yeah, the kids might not be acting right. Yes, your spouse might not be acting right. Yes, you might be looking for a new job, but there is a peace that surpasses all understanding, a peace that says that I'll never leave you nor forsake you nor leave your seed begging bread. There's a peace that says I give to you that the world did not give to you and the world can't take it away. There's a peace on today that the Holy Spirit is coming in and stepping in and beginning something brand new. So as we go before the throne of grace this morning, let us go with an open heart and an open mind, knowing that he is the potter and we are the clay. So this morning, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come before you like never before, oh God. We come before you with all honor and all adoration. We come, with you, we come before you, God, with a spirit of love, a spirit of happiness, a spirit of uh, contentment in the midst of, oh God. So God, this morning as we submit ourselves to your will and to your authority, 
let your Holy Spirit enter into the atmosphere, wherever our sanctuary is, wherever we may be right now, oh God. And I simply have your way on today, God. There are some that cried last night. There are some that worried last night. There are some that were in trouble last night. But the Bible declares that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. So God, we thank you for a spirit of joy. We thank you for a spirit of understanding that you're King of kings and Lord of lords. We thank you for a spirit of understanding that you're Alpha and Omega. You're our beginning and our end. There's a spirit of understanding knowing that you sit high but you look low, but you have not left us or forsaken us. Knowing that you are the great I am. Knowing that all honor, all reverence, all adulation are due unto you, O oh God. So this morning, God, we simply say thank you. Your word declares that whom the Son sets free is truly free indeed. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So God, right now, we bring our sins to your throne. We bring our sins to your feet. And we lay them there, God, asking you to forgive us of our sins. Sins of admission and sins of omission. Sins against your word, sins against your plan, and sins against your purpose in our life, oh God. We ask you right now with a repentant heart that you cast those sins into the sea of forgetfulness, oh God. Sins against our family, sins against our friends, sins against our own mind and our own thoughts, God. Sins against your will. And God, we ask you right now, sins of omission and sins of admission, God, that you take them right now and cast them into the sea of forgetfulness, God. We bring our heart back to you with a repentant heart. Not to turn and do the same thing, but to turn and do no more, God. You have freed us from the bondage of sin, God, and you gave us the ability to walk in freedom, the ability to walk in liberty. So, God, right now, we just thank you. We worship you and we magnify your name. We bless your name for your name is above all other names. Your Bible declares that the name of Jesus is a strong tower. The name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous shall run into it and be safe. So God, we find safety in you, God. We find safety under your wings, under the shadow of the Almighty. We find a place of rest, a place of hope, a place of peace. Your word declares that though the enemy comes in like a flood that the spirit of the Lord shall raise up a standard. So God, raise up a standard right now. God, you said a thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come not thee. And only with thy eyes shall we see the recompense of the wicked, O oh God. So God, right now, we thank you for allowing us to stand and see your glory. God, whatever areas of our life that we have been struggling with, Whatever areas of our life, oh God, that we've been dealing with, oh God. Whatever things that we have been going through, oh God. We come to you with a garment of our praise on this morning, God. For you said that a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, oh God. So whoever is dealing with a heavy heart, whoever's dealing with a heavy mind, whoever's dealing with a heavy spirit, right now, God, we speak praise in their mouth, God. We speak praise out of their out of their soul, oh God, so that they can come before you, oh God. God, praise for our family, praise for our children, 
praise for mothers and fathers praise for sisters and brothers praise for grandmothers praise for relationships God God we ask right now that you give us the authority to place the blood stained banner upon our doorposts so the death angel does not visit us oh God there have been those that have lost their lives there have been those that have been sick God but we know God you to still be an awesome God you're a mighty God you're the everlasting father and you're the prince of peace so God on this day as worship begins we ask right now for a worship like never before every home that's represented on this stream every home that's represented wherever you may be listening from every home that's listening every home that's watching deposit your Holy Spirit into their house right now raise up priest of the home men that have not been able to live by your standard God we ask right now for a renewal in their mind a renewal in their spirit a renewal in their heart God a chasing and a yearning to come after you oh God God your word declares that as the deer pants after chases after the water so does our soul yearn for thee so God as we come before you as we bow down before you we're here to say that you are our God and you are our King so God we love you and we worship you and we bless your name like never before it is in Jesus name the name that is above all other names it's at Jesus name that demons shall tremble it's at Jesus name that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess it is at Jesus name that deliverance takes place and we honor you for that on this day it's in Jesus name we pray amen 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 and welcome to Liberty Christian Church International where our motto is where the Spirit of the Lord is there is liberty where the spirit of the lord is there is liberty do me a favor wherever you're tuning in from please share this on your page please invite somebody in to worship with you invite somebody in to watch this with you god is an amazing god i i don't know what else to say but he's an amazing god and if you see right now you see in our small window it says simply get connected Get connected with the will of God. Get connected with the purpose of God. Get connected with the plan of God. And while you're at home, I've been thinking this week that we have found so many ways to shop. We found so many ways to buy on Amazon and wherever you may love to shop. You have found ways online to do everything that you have been doing before. You just found it from the convenience of your home. But I challenge you and I asked you right now, have you found the same thing with your relationship with God? Have you found that same intensity of saying, God, I know that I can't make it to the house of God, so I'm going to teach my kids a little bit more about Scripture. I'm going to teach my kids a little bit more about the Word. I'm going to have prayer time with my spouse, whom I don't really get to see until we've been in the house for the last 60-plus days. Yeah, it's been 60-plus days that we've been in the home. 
But have you, while you're on this shelter in place, wherever you may be, has your relationship with God grown? And we're going to get into our praise and worship in a second. But I'm here to challenge you and ask you, has your relationship with God grown? Have you become uh, more in tune with his will and with his purpose? And some might be saying, Pastor, why are you saying that this morning? Because we're getting ready to dive into something so major, something so absolutely outstanding that we're going to get into how to identify and build our relationship with the Holy Spirit. We're going to deal with something that I can't wait to get into, so I'm not going to jump ahead of myself. But right now, I also want to, uh, uh, I want to do this as this song gets ready to play. At the bottom of your screen, very shortly, you'll see a way that you can give online here at Liberty. Uh, we, we, we know that we're in a place and in a pandemic, but I believe by faith that as you begin to sow, that God said he'll give back unto you. You got things and desires and, and stuff that, and needs that need to be met, but God said, you know what, if you, if you abide in me, uh, we know that Habakkuk 2 and 3 says, bring ye all the tithes into the store. I mean, not Habakkuk 2 and 3, but scripture teaches us to bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in our, in our house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, that if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there should not be room enough to receive it. But there is a part of us where we talk about giving a tenth of all things, time, talent, gifts, resources, income, all things belong to God. And we can, we can jump, we can shout, we can praise, but a lot of times the thing that we struggle with the most is financially giving in the house of God. Why does that church need it? What are they doing? Well, in order for us to move forward as a church and, and operate in this pandemic, we still have to have resources to operate. There are some churches that are giving out masks. There are some churches that are giving out food. And in order for those churches, as well as for us here at Liberty to be able to do outreach, we're still asking that you sow into this ministry. So I'm going to ask this morning that if you have not been sowing a seed, if you have not been giving tithes, or if you have not been giving offering, to do so this morning. Amen. Sow a seed by faith. By faith of what you believe and expect God to do in your life. Not just that you're getting back a monetary receipt from your faith, but that you're giving and receiving the best that God has for you. Amen. The best that God is going to do with you. Faith, we, we give with a cheerful heart. This is, I, I want you to give with a cheerful heart, not just because Pastor Thomas is saying it right now, but I want you to give with a cheerful heart into the kingdom of God. So as we have our worship song this morning, at the bottom of the screen, you'll see ways to give here at Liberty. Please believe that you're sowing into fertile ground because when we as we come out of this pandemic liberty is ready to step up and be at the forefront of ministry here in the dmv and not just here in the dmv but we are an international ministry that is getting ready to expand beyond the 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 the, the boundaries and the gates of the united states we're going to plant churches we're going to build churches we're going to sow into people internationally somebody say internationally we're going to step out beyond the comfort zone, and we need your help, and we need your support. So as you listen to our worship song this morning, please uh, see what God is pressing on your heart to give in this ministry, and we have plenty of ways that you can give. Be blessed and enjoy our worship song for this morning.
Amen, 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 amen. I love you, Jesus, if all hearts and minds are uh, prepared. Father God, we thank you for this offering. We thank you, God, for every person that's sown a seed into this ministry, God. We ask right now that you return a hundredfold to their heart's desire to give, oh God, whether it's from the smallest to the largest, God. We ask right now, God, that you bless them abundantly, God, that you meet their needs, God. And we ask God right now that this offering be used for the uplifting of your kingdom, O oh God, so that ministry can be done, that lives can be changed, and souls can be set free, O oh God. We thank you in advance for what you're going to do with this offering, O oh God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you can turn, turn your eyes and, and ears to our uh, intro video for this morning. I'm excited about this series. I'm excited about what God is getting ready to do in us. And please pay attention to our screen this morning. Amen. Have you ever gotten to the place where you felt like you desired more from your relationship with God? What about your marriage or your life? or maybe your career, will join us as Pastor Thomas begins this brand new series entitled, Desire More, The Life of the Holy Spirit in Us. Amen, amen, amen. So this morning, I'm excited about starting this brand new series with you called Desire More, the life of the Holy Spirit. Somebody say Holy Spirit. This morning, as we begin this journey, that will take us into a better understanding of the Holy Spirit and how he truly relates to our lives, both as individual Christians and collectively as kingdom-minded citizens in the church. A church that's growing on one accord, a church with one voice, a church with one purpose, all for the simple advancement of God, all for the simple understanding of what is it that I'm here for? Why am, why am I still here after I gave my life to Christ? What is my purpose? What is my design? And what is God's desire for me? And so when we're dealing with the Holy Spirit, a lot of times we get to a place where he becomes this obsolete thing in our life, this obsolete presence in our life that we only rely on when we're in trouble. We only rely on when we're going through situations. But how many people understand that the Holy Spirit is that voice inside of us, this voice that connects us with the true in God, the God, the father and God, the son, there is is the Holy Spirit that connects us. But this begins with us, this, this inventory should begin with us where we should be in a mindset of taking a spiritual inventory and examining ourselves to make sure the voice coming from the church sounds pleasing in God's sight. So this morning, I want to talk from the subject and the topic, the voice of the church. 
the voice of the church, this, this voice that is coming from, uh, coming from the, the Father, God the Father, that is relayed through God the Son, but is now presented himself in the earth in each and every last one of our lives. I'm, I'm, we're going to get to scripture in a very short second, but I need you to understand the groundwork that we're laying when it comes to dealing with the Holy Spirit. So I ask you this morning, what sound is coming from your church? What sound is coming from who you are? Because the Bible says that we are, we are the church before we even get to the house of God collectively. So what sound is coming from your church? Some of you may say it's a sound of praise. Or some may say it's a sound of deliverance. For some, it may be a sound of the prophetic. But this morning, I'm here to ask you, does the sound match the voice of the Holy Spirit? Does that sound that you're saying, that, that, that entity that you're portraying, and this thing that you've been in a place with, does it match the true voice of the Holy Spirit? Ask yourself this, is your praise selfless or for show? I'm coming down somebody's street this morning. Is your deliverance about accolades or helping someone get set free? Is your prophetic, is the prophetic word you're uttering wrapped in the Holy Spirit or have you given yourself over to the voice of Baal? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really going to deal with some stuff this morning. This morning, I simply came to talk to you about the sound of the church. Somebody say the sound of the church. See, before some of you turn away, I need you to realize, I, I'm, I'm, I know that some of you all are ready and excited for a feel-good message this morning, but before some of you turn away, I need you to realize everything in your life should be led and guided by the Holy Spirit. There should be nothing in your life hidden from him, and the authority given to him to operate in your life should speak through you, uh, and, and the way that it speaks to, through you, it should be without limits. See, understand this. The actuality is this. You should be operating in so much freedom in your life because it is, because it is no longer you leading yourself, but the Spirit of God who dwells on the inside of you. So ask yourself this. Am I listening to his voice? Some of you might say, well, why should I be listening to the voice of God at all times? I've, I've gotten to a certain age where I'm grown. I can make my own decisions. I can make my own choices. But there was a moment when you came to the cross. There was a moment when you came into the presence of God that you simply had to realize, God, I can't do it myself anymore. This little voice that's on the inside of me has caused me to get in trouble. This little voice that's operating on the inside of me has caused me to be out of place plenty of times in my life. That has caused me to be out of uh, understanding and right relationship plenty of times. It caused me, you, you know how you saw the old uh, cartoons back in the day where on one shoulder there was an angel and the other shoulder there was a little devil. And that image looked just like you. That's what I'm talking about. That little voice that's been in your head that we brushed off the angel because 
because the angel didn't offer the party. The angel didn't offer the limelight. The angel did not offer a, a get quick fix real quick. The angel did not offer that. The angel said, what are you supposed to be doing? But that little devil on this side said, we can do whatever we want. And anybody ever listened to that voice of that little devil in their life that, that caused you to be out of the will of God in your life? So this morning, I want to look at scripture, and we're going to open up and look at our scripture this morning. If you open up your Bibles, real quick, matter of fact, before we even open up our Bibles, if you lift up your Bibles so we can make our Bible decoration, Bible, cell phones, whatever you may have, and repeat after me, Lord, I thank you that I have a Bible. It is my personal copy of God's purpose, God's plan, and God's design for my life. Therefore, I am a believer and not a doubter. I'm not just a hearer, but I'm also a doer. And my life has been better after hearing the word of the living God. Therefore, my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will not be distracted, but I will hear what thus saith the Lord. And as a result of what I hear today, I'm going to leave here better than I came. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, as we continue on and and we're really looking at scripture if you open up your bibles to john the 14th chapter uh actually john the 14th chapter I've, we got a couple of different scriptures this morning and we're going to start at the 15th verse john the 14th chapter looking at the 15th verse I'm going to give you a second to grab it, give you a second to share with somebody. You know I read from the New American Standard Bible. And we're going to read this scripture in its entirety. Amen. John, the, 15th, the 14th chapter, looking at the 15th verse. Amen. And it's on your screen right now. And it says this. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper that he may be with you forever verse number 17 says this that is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him but you know him because he abides with you and will be in you then if you jump down to the 26th verse it says this but the helper somebody say helper the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send you in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. Verse number 27 says this, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives to you, do I give to you. Do not let your heart be what? Troubled, nor let it be fearful. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, God, for this time, for this opportunity to stand before your people, God. God, right now, I decrease that you might increase. Speak through me, speak by me, and also speak to me, God, so that lives can be changed, souls can be delivered, that you can get the glory and the praise and, in the, uh, and all the honor, God. Hide me behind your cross, oh God. It is in your son Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 
man. So once again, as we, we, we deal with this topic this morning of the voice of the church and desiring more, the life of the Holy Spirit, the life that God has given us, this life that we are supposed to be letting him operate for us as a as a kingdom building citizen as a as a child of God you should not want to direct your own life you should not want to be in charge of your own way you should not want to be uh, 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 without him moving daily in your life you should want the power of the Holy Spirit you should want the power of God you should want his advice why because there are certain things that we must realize this morning about the Holy Spirit see the first and foremost thing that we have to realize about realize about the uh the holy spirit as we look at john 14 and 26 the first part the bible says but the advocate the holy spirit whom the father will send in my name so now we got to get to a place of identifying the holy spirit who is the holy spirit why is the holy spirit here why does the holy spirit have so much authority in our life why, why are we supposed to just lend ourselves over and yield ourselves in this place? Why, why, why? Ask yourself this. Why am I giving myself over to the Holy Spirit? Well, the first point that I want to make to you today, and we got a, a, a couple of different things that I want to stand on you with, is that the Holy Spirit, he is God. The Holy Spirit, he is God. I know when we talk about the Trinity, a lot of times we'll, we, we love God the Father. We love God the Son. And we say God the Holy Spirit, but when the reality comes, we, we talk about the creator who is what? God the Father. We talked about the one who sacrificed his life for us as God the Son, Jesus Christ, coming to the world and personified in the flesh. He was the word. He was the word made flesh. And a lot of times we can get excited about that. We get excited about God because he created us in his image and in his likeness. We get excited about the Son because he died on Calvary's cross for us. He, he came in bodily form. But when we talk about the Holy Spirit, a lot of times we say we want the power of the Holy Spirit, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, but we sort of put him over here because, he's, because we don't see the tangible things that he's done for us in our life. But I came to tell you this morning that the Holy Spirit is very intricate in every facet of life. The Bible says in Genesis that the spirit of God hovered upon the face of the earth, the face of darkness. He was here in the beginning. So what we must understand first is that the Holy Spirit created all things. The Holy Spirit is that part of God, this, this, tri this, this true in God, this true in nature, that when God said, let there be light, let us make man in our own image, that the Holy Spirit was active and involved in that thing. Somebody say that he created all things. He created my life. He created you. He created when you look at the flowers. He created when you look at the earth. When you see all of this, the spirit of God, which hovered the face of darkness, which hovered the face of the earth, which hovered all of these things. He was here and he was intricate in every facet of our life. 
in every facet of creation, in every facet of, of, of what it takes to be who we are right now. If you're a child of God, the Holy Spirit is very intricate in that makeup and in that design. So now we got to realize, why do I need to desire more? Because if you're allowing the Holy Spirit to lie dormant in your life, you're not tapping into the power and the authority that God has given you because he's created all things and then also not that because he sustains all things. The Holy Spirit sustains you. He, we, we call it premonition. We call it woman's intuition. You call it my, 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 my mind has given me these thoughts. But the Holy Spirit is that thing that sustains your life. The Bible says that in the beginning when God created Adam, he created, he formed him out of the dust of the ground. And what did he do? He blew into him the breath of life. What is the breath of life? That Holy Spirit. He blew into him his spirit. His spirit gave him life. His Spirit gave him, he sustained him. He got he caused him to get up and walk. He caused him to be who he was supposed to be. Without the Spirit of God, Adam could not have been what God called him to be. He could not have operated the way that God called him to operate. So now we understand that he is God. He also created all things, but now he sustains all things. He sustains life. He sustains your mind. Uh, I, I could park right there. He sustains your mind. When your mind gets out of order, when we're talking about mental illness, when we talk about all these other places, the one that is sustaining you is the Holy Spirit. Yes, we need, there, there are a lot of people who need counseling when dealing with mental illness. Do you know even the desire to know that you need counseling comes from the Holy Spirit? The desire to know that there is something wrong with you comes from the Holy Spirit. That desire to say, God, what is it that's going on in my life is through the revelation of the Holy Spirit in your life. See, he's been living behind the scenes and he's been functioning and operating, but there comes a point where he's saying, when will you honor me the way that you should honor me? When will you realize that I am the one that's sustaining you? I'm the one that's keeping you. Yes, Jesus went. He died for you. He gave his life for you, but then he went back to the Father and he's going to return one day. But he said, I I'll send you a helper. I, I don't know about anybody else, but I need a helper in my life. I can't do it all by myself. I can't act all the right ways when I want to. I can't understand what everything means because he has been here from the beginning. He understands all things. He understands Satan. He understands his tactics. He understands his mission. So now when the Holy Spirit begins to work and operate in you, he can sustain you the way that you're supposed to be. Somebody say the Holy Spirit sustains all things. And now as we understand that, we we, we really got to get to this place of knowing that he's not less than God. He's not that person that's second string. He's not sitting on the bench waiting for the coach to say, get in the game. He's been in the game since the beginning. He didn't just show up on the scene when Jesus went to heaven. Matter of fact, like I said, he created all things. He sustained all things. He's intricate. And when I look at the model of, uh, of somebody who founds a company, that, see, that, that founder of a company plays a lot of different roles when he first forms a company. He's the founder, which 
represents God. He, he's the chief financial officer. He, he, he pours out of himself to make sure that, light, that, that the company stands. And if you think about that, that's Jesus right there. Jesus was our sacrifice. He, he paid the price so that we could have life and have it more abundantly. So there's God the Father, that's the CEO. There's, uh, there's Jesus, who's the CFO, Chief Financial Officer. But then you have God the Spirit, who sustains and runs the daily operation of the company. What is the company? Your life. That runs the daily operation operation of the church that runs the daily operation. He's the chief executive officer. He, he handles everything on a daily basis. So there's the father, that's the founder. There's God, the, there's God the son who's the chief financial officer, but the chief executive officer that puts out the mandate, the SOP of how to operate is the Holy Spirit. And when he operates your life, he has put out a blueprint and a mandate to say this is what I need from you. And if you can't do it, I'm going to place myself in your life so that I can direct it. Because if you need to know and understand some things, there is the uh, there's the executive officer who said you're not capable of doing it. But if you allow me to operate, if you allow me to give you the plan of action that we do or what we need, then I can be everything that you need in your life. I can produce the things that you need. I can change your deficit to a positive. I can change your life's course from where you're going bankrupt to becoming who I called you to be. I, if you allow me to direct your path, then you can see so much more. You can, if you desire more out of your life, get into relationship with me. Somebody say Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. And see, not only that, he, if he created all things, he also sustains all things. But there is more than that with the role of the Holy Spirit. Somebody say he's more than just that. See, the Holy Spirit does something else for us. He has a defined role in your life and the voice you hear from him should cause change in your life. Is the voice that you're hearing causing change. Why? Because God the Father created, God the Son sacrificed, and God the Spirit leads, guides, comforts, and befriends you. Once again, he leads you. He guides you. He comforts you. He befriends you. His role in our lives and the life of the corporate church continues daily. When, when the church operates both individually and corporately, we must see and allow the Holy Spirit to lead us in all ways. In this pandemic, we're, when we get ready to come out of this pandemic, the church has to come out with the, with the understanding of the mission at hand. We got to understand that we have to step out of the four walls and stop being so comfortable with our pulpits and being so comfortable with mega churches and being so comfortable with just wanting people to come see us. No, we have to go visit people. The Bible says, and I'm, and I'm getting ahead of myself because Pentecost Sunday, we're going to talk about how he descended from heaven. But the Bible says that the Holy Spirit descended from heaven down into the place where they were on one accord. But we got to realize that as the church, we have to descend down into the people, not just expect the people to ascend to us. Somebody just missed what I just said. We as the church have to step out and go to the people and stop expecting the people to simply come to us. So we got to understand the Holy Spirit's role in our life. 
What else is the Holy Spirit's role? The Holy Spirit's role is simply this. He does what God does. I know it sounds easy to say he does what what God does. And what is that? He draws and unites us with the Father and the Son. We know that God the Father is in heaven. We know that God the Son is at the right hand petitioning him. We, we, we on our behalf. But there has to be a connecting point of all three. Uh, something that connects us back with the voice of God, with the plan of God, with the purpose of God, with the one who sacrificed his life for us. That we, we understand the plan that God had for our life, but we got to realize and understand that the Holy Spirit here is here for us and with us and in us to draw us and unite us with the Father and the Son. Why? If you look at John 14 and 26, it says this. He will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. He will teach you all things. Somebody say all things. And will remind you of everything I have said to you. How can the Holy Spirit remind you if he had not been there? And how can the Holy Spirit teach you all things if he not get this had not been there from the beginning? If the Holy Spirit that is a living, breathing person had not been there from the beginning, he would not be able to teach us all things. He would not also be able to unite us with himself. It's like it's like having a cell phone plan, a family plan. Where you all are connected on the same family plan, using the same minutes, using the same plan, and getting in contact with one another. I may be dating myself a little bit, but but some of you all remember where you had to share minutes. You had to share minutes with everybody that was in the house. You had to share minutes with, uh, between four or five phones because they all were connected on the same plan. They may have had different numbers, but they were all connected the same way. They all used the same minutes. You waited till late at night where you had the free minutes at night because your phone was free after 8 o'clock. But they still, and you did not want to use mama's minutes or you didn't want to use your dad's minutes. So you had to make sure that when you got a phone call, you said, call me back after 8 o'clock. My phone will be free after 8 o'clock. I might be dating myself a little bit. I know that we got all these unlimited plans and we got all these uh, camera phones and things like that. But there was was a time where we were all connected in the house. Just like when you had a house phone. Some people don't even know what a house phone is right now. You could have a house phone in the kitchen and you could be on that house phone in the kitchen. And if somebody picked up the house phone in the bedroom, they were connected on the same call that you had. Somebody missed what I just said. Now, when dealing with the mind and the understanding of who the Holy Spirit is, the Holy Spirit unites and draws us so that we can, can connect no matter how we get in contact. When we're in our spirit, when we begin to pray, uh, when we say, Lord, the, the, the Bible says that he connects us, he draws 
calls us together. He brings us on one accord. So when I pick up the phone and I say, Holy Spirit, I need to talk to my daddy. When I say, Holy Spirit, I need, re- I need repentance. I need to talk to the son. Holy Spirit, he says, you know what? I'm in you, so you already have a communication established with them. You already can begin to open up your mouth and begin to declare some things. You already are in a place where if you begin to humble yourself to me, I will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said. Who said Jesus the son? He said, I will teach you all things. The Holy Spirit will bring it back to your remembrance. Have you ever been in a place where you're like, God, where did that scripture come from? God, how do I remember that? It's because he knew what you needed at this time and at this moment to draw you back from the places that you've been. When you say, God, you are my head and not my tail. You've heard that so much, but it begins to establish power when you tap into the Holy Spirit. It begins to establish authority when you begin to say, God, you are my strength and you are my joy and you are my peace. So now I'm submitting myself to you. Somebody say he draws and unites us with the Father. Not only does he draw and unite us with the Father, he, because he has knowledge of all things, he also unites us. He also unites us as his children. He draws us and unites us together. He begins to show us that we are his children. He draws and unites us to one another. He draws and unites us to each other. The Bible said he will teach you all things. Somebody say all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. And so not only does he do that, he now draws and unites us to each other. Draws and unites us to each other. We're having a little technical difficulty, so it has not shown up yet. But he will draw and unite us to each other. Somebody say each other. And so since he's drawing and uniting us to each other with his word and his purpose and his plan, then we have to get into a relationship of in spite in the, if the spirit and the Father and the Son are united, why wouldn't they want the body united as well? Mm. I, I, I dealt with this a little bit on Thursday, on Wednesday night, that we spend so much time with different voices that we have forgotten that the first church was on one accord with one voice. Get this, even though they were different types of people and languages, they heard the same voice so again, what sound do you hear coming from the church? If they were all on one accord, it was the, 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 those who had come from the, 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 the Greece Jews, the ones, the, the ones who had come from farther lands. They had all different languages, but they were all hearing the same voice. So often do we get into this place of not hearing the same voice, not hearing what God is saying, not understanding what God is doing with us, not understanding that the power of God and the anointing of God is causing us to be in a different place. So now we see that he is drawing us and uniting us to each other. 
Somebody say it, uniting us to each other. Why is that so important? Because right now where we're in this pandemic, there has to be one voice coming from the church. We can't hear this voice over here saying this. We can't, it, it, it's not feasible and it's not correct if we aren't all hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit that's supposed to lead and guide us. Because you got one church saying this. You got one church saying do that. You got one church saying this. And we get to a place where we're now relying on emotional attachment instead of listening to the Holy Spirit that's supposed to lead, guide, and direct us in our life. What, what, what are we establishing in the earth right now? What are we saying in the earth? What are we trying to do when it comes to God the Father? What are we doing right now? And how are we able to see what God is saying to us? Amen? So now, he draws us to each other. The sound of the church should be in unity. The sound of the church should be in a place where we're grabbing from the Holy Spirit each and every day. We're relying on him to be God and be God in our life. But not only that, we have to realize what the role of God the Father or the Holy Spirit is in our life. Where God the Spirit is, the role is in our life. We have to see the Holy Spirit's role in your life. What is he in your life? What is he doing? How is he active in your life? Because if we, if we say we're Christians, we say we submit to God, we say we submit to his will, to his purpose and his plan, but are you submitted to him leading you and guiding you and directing you? Or are you just saying it because it sounds good on Sunday? Are we saying it because it, it, it feels good while we're in church on Sunday to simply say, God, I'm, I'm, I'm going to live by your will, your purpose, and your plan. But when we walk away from church, the first thing that we allow to direct us is our own mind. God, I'm, I'm, I'm walking out this door, and I want to do this. Well, you just came from hearing a word about sin. But God, you know my heart. So I'm not going, I can't, right now, God, I'm, 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 a, I'm a work in progress. We all are work in progress. But there are some things that we have to give over to, to being led by the Holy Spirit about directing our life. God, I'm, 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 I want to be here, but you know, God, I have this, this desire that I'm working on. Well, when have you given that desire over to the Holy Spirit? When have you said, Holy Spirit, this is what I struggle with. This is what I deal with. I need you to lead me and guide me and bring to my remembrance all things. Not just what I want to feel about it, but what does your word say about it? Lead me and bring, bring a change in my life because there are some works that I need to do, God. And I'm being held back because I haven't been able to be who you called me to be. And because I deal with sin in this way, because I deal with my flesh in this way, I know it's a stumbling block and I haven't been able to give it over. But Holy Spirit, I need you to come in and take charge. I need your power from on high. I need to be able to tap into it because I can't do it myself no more. 
I've been trying to do it. See, what sound is coming from you? Because you are the church. And if the church is supposed to be led by the Spirit, when are you going to allow yourself to be led by the Holy Spirit? Stop just saying that on Sunday. Oh, the church looks good. The church shouts the best. The church has deliverance ministry. Well, where is the church in you? Where are you? Yes, I've seen her get delivered from all that stuff that she did. But where is the church in you? Because when we bring individual churches together and have corporate church, there should be a great power that, is, that, that manifests inside the building. When we bring our church, our church that has been in a prayer life, our church that has had a worship life, our church that has had a, 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 a time of intercession, a time of reading his word. When are we bringing that church into the church so that deliverance can take place properly? Not just for the person you see at the altar, but in your life, in those areas that you struggle with. What sound is there on Monday coming from your church? Or are the doors of your church closed? I just spoke that to somebody. Sunday, you opened up your church doors so that you could hear a fresh rhema word, a, a fresh feel, a fresh wind blowing through. But where is your church now? Or do you lock up? And see, a lot of people may be thinking I'm just talking about the physical church that you go to or even you watching this online service right now. That when you get off of this service, are you closing the doors to your church? Are you closing the doors to your ministry? I'm not talking about, I'm talking about you. The ministry that's on the inside of you, because if you are the church, Jesus said what? I go, and I go to prepare a place. But he said, while I'm gone, you'll be able to do greater work. He said, go ye into the world and make disciples of all men. He didn't just leave that mandate to the apostles, but if we are followers and disciples of Christ, our church mandate is to go into the world and make disciples of all men. So again, I ask, what are you doing with your church doors? After service today, who do you become? Does your church shut the door? Does, does your, do, do you go like this? God, I, great word, God, and it goes like this. It closes up. Or are you remaining the church open to being led by the Holy Spirit this week? What are you doing to understand the life of the Holy Spirit in your life? Verse number, John 14 and 27 says this, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives you. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. The role of the Holy Spirit in your life is this. He is at work. He is at work. He wakes up. Well, he doesn't sleep, honestly. Do you know why you sleep, your whole, the spirit of God that works on the inside of you is fighting on your behalf? Do you know the spiritual attacks that you deal with every night? 
Do you know what you go through while you're sleeping and the Holy Spirit is protecting you from? When the Bible says that he protects us from dangers seen and unseen. Those unseen dangers, those spirits, those, those things that, that, that he's keeping off of you, that he's fighting on your behalf. You know that you have dominion and authority over angels and legions of angels to war on your behalf. But do you know that when you're asleep, that the, that the Holy Spirit begins to release those angels on your behalf? The Holy Spirit begins to communicate and say, you know what? In the spiritual realm, there's a fight for this one right here. There's a fight for Deaconess Tansy. There's a fight for you. There's a fight for Kevin. There's a fight for uh, Veronica. There's a fight for Antoine. The Holy Spirit has begun to war on your behalf. He begins to speak and communicate with angels while you're sleeping to say, no, we're not going to allow the imps and demons to come about right now. We're going to dispatch legions of angels to fight on your behalf because he is at work he never sleeps he never slumbers he's never taken off guard he's always there but are you listening to him are you connected with him the holy spirit's role in my life is that he's at work but not only is he at work he has got he is god at work through me he's god at work through me. That means I have a responsibility. That means there is something that I got to do. I can't just be this one who simply sits back, allows everybody else to handle the, uh, to handle the war that we're in, to handle all the other stuff that goes on, and then I just sit back and say, oh, I'll let them do it, and then I'll come, I'll come along last. I'll be the support role. No, you have an role in assignment as a disciple of Christ, as a soldier. The, the, this old song said, I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. I'm a soldier on the battlefield. That doesn't mean that I sit back and watch everybody else die protecting me. I gotta get up and I gotta take my weapons. What are our weapons? The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty to pulling down of strongholds. I gotta put on my arm. I gotta put on the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation. I gotta shard my feet with the gospel of peace. I got to gird myself. I got to grab the word which is my sword and I got to begin to war. So now if the Holy Spirit is leading me and guiding me and he's active in my life and I'm participating with him and I'm letting him lead and guide me, now I can begin to war the right way. I can begin to step out on faith. I can believe by faith that I'm a warrior. I can believe that I'm Gideon, that even if I sound the trumpets, that destruction is going to come to the enemy. I may not even have to fight a battle physically with my hands. I can just open up my mouth and begin to declare the word of the Lord. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I can be de begin to declare the word of the Lord over my children that they shall be virtuous. I can begin to declare the word over my, over the, uh, over my family that I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor their seed begging bread. I can begin to declare healing during this pandemic that no hair shall come near my family and God that you are a healer, that you are a bomb in Gilead, that you are Jehovah Jireh, my provider. I can begin through the power of the Holy Spirit to begin to let him work, begin to let him speak through me. I can shut my mouth and begin to allow the Holy Spirit that gives utterance that no man can hear, that no man can understand, that when he begins to speak to the Father, that things begin to shift in my life. Somebody say, I got to let him speak for a shift. I got to become the voice of the church. I got
got to allow my voice to recognize, be, re be reflective and resemble just what the Spirit of God says. What will be your voice when we come out of this time? What will be your voice when we come out of this pandemic? The voice inside of you should have grown because you have been able to worship alone. You should not have had to worry about who was next to you and who was going to judge you. You have more time to be in his word and not on Amazon. You have more time to be in his word and not just scrolling through Facebook, seeing what happened, watching, uh, watching uh, 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 movies, short movies on Facebook. You have more time to get into a real relationship with him. Have you been listening to his voice more with less distractions? Have you taught your kids about Christ? What part of God have you binge watched over the last 60 days? We can, we can find on Netflix series to binge watch from sun up to down, season one, season two, season three, season four. But what about this? Watching the season that God is in your life. Watching the season that he's declaring over your life. What season of God are you watching right now? Are you at the first season where you're just coming into a relationship with him? Oh, I'm about to preach this thing right now. Are you in a first relationship where you're just coming in and all the accolades and all the cast is being set for your life? There's God the Father who is sitting on high. He created you in his image and in his likeness. You've met the first character, but then there's God the Son who came in and died on Calvary's cross for you. You got understanding of that about a month ago when you was there at the cross, at the cross where you first saw your life and the burdens of your heart rolled away. But now in the third episode, oh, I'm coming down somebody's street. There's a presence that comes that dwells on the inside of you and his name is the Holy Spirit. And he said, I'm here on the scene right now. I'm the executive producer of your life. I set the standards. I write the script. I'm here from the beginning until the end. And so now you get introduced to me so that I can make your life brand new, so that I can lead and guide you, so that I can be your comforter. I can be a friend to the friendless. I can be a mother to the motherless. I can be your God. I can be your advocate because when I speak to the Father, when I speak to the Son, they have to listen because I'm part of them. And so now they have to listen to what I say. So now I'm on the third episode of your life. I'm or actually I'm on the third season of your life because the first season was understanding that he created you. The second season was understanding that his son died for you. But the third season is coming up right now is my relationship and living my life through him. So now I'm in the third season of my life and I'm ready to binge watch this season and see how it plays out because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Greater is he that operates my life than he that's in the world. So now I can sit back with my popcorn. Now I can sit back with my coat because I'm not leading and guiding my life anymore. But I'm letting the Holy Spirit have full reign and full direction over my life. Somebody shout, it's the third season and I'm ready. I, I need somebody to understand what sound is coming from your church. What sound is coming from your church? He said, peace, I leave with you. We already know that that's a peace that surpasses all understanding. He said, my peace I give to you. What, 
What is the peace of God? The peace of Christ. A peace that while he was being beat, he never opened up his mouth. Ah, Jesus. A peace that when he was left, he never said a word. And he still loved them when they came back. A peace that says, I'm, I'm dying for you. And yet I'm at peace that I'm dying. I'm at peace because I know I'm going to be with my father. There's a peace. That when you've gone to the grave, that you know you're coming out with him. That while you're sheltered in place, that you know that you're coming out with him. We've been sheltered in place for 60 days. We headed to, by the time we come out, it'll be 90 days. I'm about to play off some words. Three divided by, nine divided by three is 30. Oh, we go to the root of that 30 is what? Three. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So now I'm in that third phase of what I'm getting ready to come out with. And the Bible said that the Holy Spirit raised up Jesus. And if the Holy Spirit raised up Jesus, he can sure enough raise up your life. If the Holy Spirit allowed a part of him to die so that you could have life and have it more abundantly. He's raising you up. What are you willing to do? Are you willing to accept it? Because we don't have to wait till Pentecost Sunday to accept the Holy Spirit in our life. The Bible said that they were, that they remained in place until they had more power. More power to do what? More power for ministry. More power to direct my family's life. More power to direct my children's life. More power to direct my own life. The, the, he came and he gave power from on high power to watch a situation shift power to change the environment and the atmosphere it should be nowhere you go that if the spirit of the lord is operating inside of you that should remain dark when you walk in the place there should be a presence about you that says the holy spirit they may not understand the terminology but what they will say is you act it's something different about you. You should not go in and conform and be the same way that they are. When you walk into the atmosphere, something should shift because of who's on the inside of you. Because the operating force does not mesh with the operating force of the world. There's Apple and there's Android. When Apple products do not communicate with Android, it's the same thing with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit should not communicate with Satan. The Holy Spirit should be adverse to anything of Satan. The Holy Spirit should be able to identify what the virus is in your life and begin to get rid of it, begin to put virus protection down. The Holy Spirit is that person that lives on the inside of you, actively working on your behalf because he's at work in you and he works through you. Somebody say, I'm going to allow him to work through me. The last part of this is very simple. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Too many people right now have operated in a spirit of, spirit of fear. Fear of the unknown. Fear of what if. Fear of I'm not capable. Fear of what happens when it's over. What happens coming out of this? There's a song that I'm going to play. Thank you. 
And this song simply says, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. I'm an old Baptist boy. He says, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. At this place that we are right now, the blessed assurance of Christ The, the first verse said, watching and waiting. I'm, I'm, I'm in a place where, God, I don't know what tomorrow brings, but I'm blessed assured that you are mine. There's a mindset that I have to have, that I'm born of your spirit and washed in your blood. Why? Because this is my story. This is my church. This is my opportunity to, to, to bring my church back to you. To let you operate and lead my church. Jesus, you are the head of the church. And for so long, I have operated separate from allowing you to lead it properly. But now, I have to give it back to you. Because blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. If all hearts and minds are full. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this time of worship, God. We thank you for opening up our eyes and releasing us into a place right now where we're identifying who's living on the inside of us. God, so many of us have allowed it to remain dormant in us. But your word says that you would send him to us to lead and guide us. So God, on this morning, we ask right now for forgiveness for those of us who have not allowed him to lead and guide us. To bring to our remembrance all things that you have said, all things that you have done, all things. So God, right now we just thank you for your word. We ask word, God that this word be followed by signs, miracles, and wonders in the lives of your believers. Change mindsets. Bring renewal. Bring restoration. Bring understanding. Bring wholeness. Fill our hearts. Fill our minds. Fill our spirits right now with your Holy Spirit. So that you can have your way. It is in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Right now is that moment of the service where if you were here, I would ask you to stand to your feet and I would just hasten you about your relationship with God. This morning I'm going to offer you five quick things and we're not going to hold you too long. Five quick things. So don't, don't, don't turn away. Don't give, I need your undivided attention right now. Because your undivided attention is this place and this understanding that we're in. The first thing that I want to offer you for someone that may be listening is your relationship with God. You've heard church. You've 
missing the church. You, you might have even tried to pray, but you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior in your life. You've, you've never accepted him as your Lord and Savior. But at this moment, you need a new power source. You're tired of being disconnected. You're tired of being in this place that you've been. And the Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, that you shall be saved. So right now I am here to stand with you in agreement with you. Here to help you walk this, ro this road and this journey. The journey may not be easy all the time. The journey may not be, it, it may not look like it's beneficial. You're going to get attacked. You're going to get persecuted. You're going to get laughed at. You're going to go through a whole lot. But Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. But he told his disciples that I went through it and because I went through it, I know you'll go through it, but I've overcome it. So you have the authority and the ability to overcome it. And because you have the authority and ability to overcome it, that should be a great place to rejoice. Because you've been through life. You've overcome adversity. You've overcome situations. But have you been free from those things? And the Bible says what? Whom the sun sets free is truly free indeed. So the first thing I want to offer you is a relationship with Jesus Christ. The second thing I want to offer you is to someone who has been in a backslidden state. You love God. You know who God is. But you stepped back and did your own thing. You didn't feel like you were being led. You didn't feel like you were, you were capable of doing the things. You know who he is. And he's simply saying, just like the prodigal son, you've been like the prodigal son. You say, give me my inheritance, dad. And I'm going to go off and I'm going to do what I want to do. But you got to a place and you realize that simply working for your father was better than eating pig slop. I've said this so, I've said this so many times before. That we have gotten to a place where we have confused pig slop for steak and lobster. We have learned how to season pig slop with artificial seasoning to say it tastes like steak and lobster. But God said, if you simply walk back, I'll be standing here with the arms open wide. I'll have your robe of colors. I'll have your ring declaring that you're part of the family. I'll even give you a feast of steak and lobster. We're going to celebrate because you came back. Are you ready for your celebration? Or are you going to keep eating pig slop? Third thing. If you're saying, Pastor, this Holy Spirit thing, what, what is it? What, what is it? How do I, how do I receive it? Every Christian has the Holy Spirit. Every Christian may not be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's like placing a pitcher in your stomach that's empty. Yeah, you could say I got a pitcher of lemonade, 
but the, but there's no lemonade there. There's just a pitcher that has the label on it, lemonade. And now you need to fill that pitcher up. The Bible says that he will come in and dwell in you and with you and lead you and guide you. And you're like, God, I want that. I want to be filled up. We ain't got to wait till Pentecost Sunday to be filled up. You want to be filled up so that you can have power from on high. The fourth thing is healing. Healing from your mind, your spirit, your heart. Healing from your past, past relationships, past failures, even past success. Because too many of us live in our past success. And miss what God is trying to do with us right now. And the last thing, if you would like to connect yourself with liberty. Pastor, I've been watching online. I've been, I've been dabbling. I've seen churches. I've, I've done all of that. But I need to connect myself with the body. Yes, we're in a pandemic. Yes, we're sheltering in. Yes, here in the state of Maryland and in Prince George's County and Charles County and Montgomery County and D.C. and Virginia, they still have the shelter at home. But when we come out of this, you want to be connected with somebody. Not even when we come out of this, but if you want to get connected right now where you have a church family that loves you, a pastor that will pour into you. All that I am, I will pour into you. All that God has called me to be, I will pour into you. That doesn't mean I'm not going to correct you. That means I'm going to pour into you what the word of God says. And we're going to love you and we're going to walk together. I offer you those five things. And I'm going to pray for you very quickly. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you, God, for this time. We thank you, God, for the... For the closing out of this service, but not the closing out of the church doors. We're not closed, God. We're open 24-7. Open to hear from your word. Open to hear from your spirit. Open to hear of your purpose, your plan, and your desire for our life, God. Now, each one of these things that I've offered your people, God, or the people listening in, God, I ask that you meet them right now in the place that they're at. Online, in their home, in their car, at work, wherever they may be at, God. Whatever it is that they're seeking after, whatever it is that they're desiring, God, have a supernatural visitation with them right now. God, we thank you for what you're doing. We're calling it finished right now. We believe by faith that the activation of your spirit in their lives is taking place right now. We believe by faith that worlds are being formed. We believe by faith that lives are being changed. We believe by faith that relationships are being established. We believe by faith that lives are being given unto you. We believe by faith that healing is taking place. We believe by faith that your will, your purpose, and your plan is moving forward. So God, have your way at this moment, at this time, and at this hour. And God, as we close out, we ask God that you do not depart yourself from us, that you be close to us, that you be with us, and you be near us. And God, as we leave this place, go with us, God. Be our eyes, be our ears, be our heart, be our comforter. Go before us as our shield, go behind us as our protector. Go to the left of us as our guide, go to the right, right of us as our teacher. And we give you glory and we give you honor. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And as always, live on purpose, 
live for purpose, but most importantly, live in God's purpose. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And we love you with the love of God. No games, no gimmicks, just Jesus. Be blessed and have a wonderful day today. Amen.